Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Now, here's your host, Dave Turner. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our Seat Yourself podcast. I'm Dave Turner, and I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And Seat Yourself, of course, is our weekly podcast where we cover all the news and items of interest and really anything that's relevant to the food service and hospitality industry. This is episode number 115 of Seat Yourself, and this week we're back in beautiful Studio B of the Tabletop Journal Studios. And as you know, Seat Yourself and Tabletop Journal both come to you from the great city of Baltimore here in Maryland on America's East Coast. And lately, we've had an extraordinary run of fantastic weather here in Baltimore. And with all the lockdowns being lifted and in here and in many parts of the other parts of the country, everybody you run into seems like you're in a really good mood. So hopefully that's becoming more and more the case in wherever your area is or your neighborhood. Okay, but now on to this week's episode. A couple of weeks ago, we talked briefly about Edinburgh chef Tom Kitchen and his strong support of his suppliers through the very tough pandemic times. Again, kudos to Chef Kitchen for thinking of the supplier community, which has definitely been devastated by the COVID lockdowns. Well, this week, we're going back to Edinburgh, but in this week's episode, we'll be talking with entrepreneur Nikki Gibson. Now, Nikki is the founder of a company called Swerf. And I'll let Nikki explain it more fully, but Swerf is a company that pairs up hospitality properties as hosts for co-workers with people looking to work from someplace else besides their home, or as Nikki calls them, Swerfers. Her company, Swerf, however, is not your ordinary co-working situation. And again, Nikki will explain all that to us in just a minute. And she'll also explain why she feels that even after the current pandemic is over, more people than ever will be working remotely, and why her company, Swerf, is ready to help both hospitality properties and Swerfers benefit from all of that. And so, with all of that having been said, please help me welcome Edinburgh's Nikki Gibson to this week's Seat Yourself program. And everybody give a warm welcome, a warm seat yourself. Welcome to Nikki Gibson. Nikki is the founder of Swerf. I want to hear all about a company named Swerf. It couldn't, I, I love the name, Nikki, but tell us a little bit about who you are and tell us a little bit about what Swerf is. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. I'm really delighted to be here. So thank you for reaching out to me. So yeah, where to start? So I'm hospitality background. I've been in hospitality for 20, well, all my life, really, my working life, 20, over 20 years. And I didn't set out to be in hospitality. I'm a very creative, curious kind of soul. I've always been interested in art and design, so I went on to do photography as a degree. And I think, like like most people, I just needed a job through university to pay for um, my education and took a job at the then Stackis Hotel in Blackpool. And yeah, we, we delivered events for, so it was operations side. I was a, was a banqueting 
service waitress delivering events for over 500 people and so so let me interrupt you for a second you you really started at the ground floor in the hospitality industry so you know it very well from the ground up that's that's important i think into into our discussion it is it's very important and yeah from the ground up the very very bottom but actually that's the best place to start because you get to learn everything and you get the full 360 understanding of how an operation works and that's really why i got from kind of day one um, so yeah, delivering events for 500 people had its challenges, but it was great. It was really good fun because working with a team to deliver those type of events, setting them up um, right through to service to then breaking them down. Yeah, it was exciting times. And I just, I think I got the bug. I got the hospitality bug then. And then I moved, I got my degree. I moved to Leeds. Leeds is a, a beautiful city um, in the north of uh, the UK. And I got my first salary job as a waitress in the Radisson Hotel in Leeds. Hey, that, that see, again, ground floor opportunities. And in, in, and in those ground floor opportunities, you weren't just with any any independent hotel. You were some great brands, Hilton, Radisson, people like that. Yeah, so yeah, Absolutely. And Radisson actually was, and I always refer back to Radisson because at the time it was quite, I think, revolutionary in, in the UK. It was, I think, the second opening they'd had. And what they're great at is building culture and really um, recruiting for attitude and developing skills from within. So actually, that was my opportunity to move from operations into sales. And that's why I just, it's my natural habitat being in sales. I loved it and just progressed from there, from one sales role into another. And from sales, I then moved into events and joined Naked Events, which I've, I've been with for 11 years and grown from strength to strength there until 2020 and, and the pandemic hit and everything just fell off. Well, hold on one second. You can't you can't skip over naked a company called Naked Events without describing a little bit about what that's about. Now, to me, I I, I know we've spoken before off air and said that that is an events driven company. But Naked Events, tell us a little bit about that because you were you, you've been doing that for ten plus years. Yeah. So I wasn't one of the founders at Naked Events, but I did join just after um, four years in. It was just after the financial crisis. Yep. 2007, and joined my still business partner, Anna Wilson. Naked Events is it's not de delivering naked events. We do actually get asked that. Not so much now. So there's no nudity involved in naked events, of course. Okay, good. Well, just be clear. <laughs> just a serious company. <laughs> but no, we, you know, we deliver, organized de deliver and, and venue find for, gosh, you know, 20 plus organizations. We were, last year we had around 300 events on the books. It was going to be a record year for us up until, yeah, till March. And then everything just true, fell off a cliff. Yep. Yep. That's a familiar story within uh, in the hospitality industry, whether you're in Edinburgh, Scotland, where you are right now, or whether you're in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world. We talk to hospitality people all over the world, and the story's the same. Third week of March a year ago, boom, everything went off a cliff. And so I, that brings up the question, the most obvious question about your new company, Swerve. What in the heck were you thinking to start a brand new company in the middle of a pandemic? And it's based on the co-working uh, principle of uh, utilizing space within hospitality venues, I guess? Yeah, Tell us a little bit about Swerf. Absolutely. So Swerf, I mean, we have we have to take the positives, right, where we find them. I remember it very clearly the day I was I was sat in my office and my, well, feeling the desperation, I think, that everybody was feeling at the time with no revenue, no kind of roadmap for when that revenue might return. And I just remember looking out 
at the rooftops in my little village. It's a, it's a neighborhood of Leith in Edinburgh. And just thinking how many other people were in exactly the same position. And it's just, it was just really heartbreaking. And then on the flip side of that, knowing hospitality and knowing venues and, and spaces all my life and just how devastating it was that they were sat empty as well. You know, there was no travel bans, there was no transient traffic, there were definitely no events. And it was just an obvious connection. There was all these people who were desperate, like me, to connect. And then all this space that was empty, that was just waiting for people to meet and, you know, be seated and connect in. So that's, that was in its very simplest form. It's just a it's about connecting people and places. And that was the early stage concept of Swerf. We found that in, throughout the pandemic, there everybody has the same lack of connection, this almost lost, rudderless, if you think about it in terms of sailing or whatever. But there's two types of people. There's people that struggle to survive. And then there's people like yourself that go out and actually take some action and do things. And in doing so, you started uh, Swerf six months or so ago? Yeah, we found, yeah, we created the company in, in December. We'd had many conversations before that, but around September, I think it was when we, we kind of come out of lockdown, but then went back into lockdown at the same time. And it was just, we knew that this wasn't a short term thing. We knew that this pandemic was going to have long term effects and actually was going to change the way we live and work moving forward. Yeah. You've got some statistics, too, on uh, I, I saw on uh, on uh, employees in working from home. Forty five percent want more home working than ever before. And 61 percent of employees expect to offer more of that working from home or whatever. But but the reality is everybody call, calls it working from home. But I think most people struggle with the actual home component of that. They may not go to an office anymore, but, you know, working from your bed while the dog is barking and, and, and the, you know, the baby's crying or whatever you might have, that's not really the best situation. No, it isn't. It's not for everybody. I think what we've, we've definitely learned in this pandemic is like remote work isn't a new thing. Freelancers and creatives and, you know, the technology industry have been working remotely you know, since the 70s, but and it's been a growing trend. And like everything, it's been accelerated hugely by this pandemic. But what it's done, it's it's put people who are not used to working from home in that situation. And remote working, working from home doesn't have to mean and shouldn't mean working from your home because your home is your home. And it's you don't have to necessarily be reminded of work every time you look at the the kitchen table if that's where you've been working well instead of working at home it's it's living at work yes well yes there is that exactly and you know that's not good for anyone's mental health i don't think we definitely need to to utilize the spaces around us to that are there and ready to to be used for hospitality spaces to connect people again so I'm curious, I'm curious in the in the six months or so that you've been running Swerf, and uh, how what has been the response? I'm sure hoteliers and hospitality people in general have been hopefully open and, and, and excited about the idea of filling up spaces. How has that gone with the with the hospitality uh, people that you've uh, been working with? Yeah, so hospitality is a, in the main it's a really innovative industry and forever adapting to situations and I think this is a lot of companies had been 
moving in this direction anyway. So we can look at, you know, places like the Ace Hotel or the Hoxton we have here and they're lifestyle brands and it is about engaging the customer for the whole experience. It's not just about pigeonholing a, this is our restaurant and this is our lounge and this is where people wait to check in. It's actually, it's space and how do we use that space and how can we use that space to really maximize the experience for the customer and make them, you know, want to stay there longer, dwell longer and use it for not just one one thing to come back and keep coming back again. Now you even created a host when you when if if I'm a hotelier if I've got a from a general manager whatever I you consider me to be the host of, of the working uh, co-working component you even created a manifesto for the host right Absolutely Tell us a little bit about that. that. That's an. I think that was interesting. I was a. That was something I discovered after we had originally had spoken. But I think it's really cool that you did that. You're actually giving the host specific direction on how to treat the people who that they're working with. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually a really core important element of building the brand. The brand we knew had to be really strong, and the messaging, um, and ultimately, it's about working freely and having the freedom to work where you work best. And to do that, um, you you need welcome spaces. You have to have confidence in the spaces that you're visiting and dwelling in. So for a host to be part of Swerve, they have to sign our manifesto and agree to already be a friend, be happy to see the Swerfer, uh, make them feel at home and let them work freely. It's really That's a really important core understanding that we will build on. And, you know, likewise, we're actually developing a, a Swerfer pledge because ultimately it's a trade-off, right? It's got to benefit both parties and the host. Yes, they want them to come and use their services and facilities and spend money because they're a business and they, they've suffered this pandemic too. So we want that to encourage that trade-off and that relationship. As a swerfer, if I were to get involved in your program, what would be what would my experience be like? I mean, what, would I go to a hotel? Would I go? How, how would all that work? Well, I think the the beautiful thing about swerf is that there's no set way to use it. It's really about that that messaging, that welcome message. So you can go into the app, you will find all of the the Swerf hosts who have signed the manifesto and have confidence that those spaces are open and welcoming to you to go work from, whether that be by yourself or with a group of colleagues or with friends or to work for a couple of hours and then stay for drinks. It really is. It's, it's about finding spaces. And I think what we wanted to remove was that anxiety, which I've experienced. I've worked remotely most of my life. I've, you know, worked in, in other cities and you you struggle to find spaces to to feel comfortable pulling out your laptop, ordering a drink, and not feeling judged or under pressure to you spend ten pounds or twenty pounds. So it's really just taking away that anxiety which is enhanced because of the isolation and the lack of connection we've had all this time, just to make it easy for people to do that. Having done a little bit of co-working myself, one of the things that I found interesting was not necessarily the, in my situation, I, I paid, uh, when I started Tabletop Journal, which is our, our 10-year-old platform, going to be 10-year-old in, in, in June. When I started that, we started with a space, which I paid a monthly fee for, and we got free coffee and a table and all that. But that wasn't the, and, and it was great to get out of the home and all that. But 
it was actually the, the best part of it was meeting unique other entrepreneurs and my colleagues, my co-working colleagues there had such unusual backgrounds. And although we, we, it wasn't a question of just doing business together, but you find that entrepreneurs and people that work remotely have many things in common. And I thought that that developing new colleagues that I never would have met under any other circumstances, I thought that was a unique aspect to this. And it sounds like it would be uh, with Swerf uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the collaboration and the connection piece is a really big piece of the jigsaw. We definitely, we've, we've missed that, right, in isolation and, and we've missed working with our colleagues. And I know starting Swerf, I pulled together a team and we have yet to be in the same room together. And I've definitely start because bouncing ideas around by yourself doesn't really get you very far you definitely need collaboration and to come together and to reconnect and I think the community that you can build within that remote workspace is invaluable really zoom is great but I'm a big believer that you, you know you you just don't know the serendipity of jumping you know bumping into somebody in a, a space that you weren't expecting to see them what could come of that that meeting and that conversation. A lot of aha moments. Yeah, yes. Quick question, because any, uh, and we, you know, having done startups, startups are tough. Everybody sees the romance a lot of times in startups. What have been some of the challenges in starting up a company like Swerve? So there's, yeah, it, there's been a lot of up and downs. Yeah, very much a roller coaster ride up until, well, and still on it, actually. But the challenges, I think, more because of the the situation with the pandemic venues have, have been closed uh, staff have been on furlough so the recruitment process has been slower than expected recruitment on which uh, on the from the property side yeah from the host side because they've been uh, the host side. yeah the, the, the venues they've been closed or they've been unlimited staff or the decision makers haven't been there to you know, sign it off. So it's been the, the recruitment side has been challenging. Also, when you don't have a, an actual product, it's you know it's hard to sell the vision, especially when it's a new concept as well. So yeah, that's been a, a big challenge that we've we've overcome. And actually, is you know we've got so much traction now that we've actually officially launched just last week. So yeah, so that would be the biggest challenge I think, just the, the current situation with the pandemic. Well, anybody who has never started a company, done a startup, gone through the startup ups and downs, as you call them, it's awfully hard, I think, for people who uh, who haven't done it to sort of understand what you're, you're going through now and have been through in the last six or so months. But it sounds like even going back to Naked Events, while you weren't the founder of Naked Events, you were there early on in that, in that trajectory. That's something, an event business is something where you have to go out and start it up almost every day. It's a, it's a new event. You have to sell it. So I love that background that you've got. It's really sort of prepared you, it sounds like, for Swerf. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, Swerf would not exist at all if I hadn't had the career path that I've had and the experience, exposure and understanding of the industry that I, that I do have. And people as well. You know, I understanding people's needs, people's desires, people's perception of value. Yeah, it's, well, it's taken me 20 years, but yeah, I feel like I've got a really good understanding of both of those things and yeah, bringing them together is just, this seems like a really natural progression of those skills. 
I love the grassroots education you got in the in the hospitality side too. That's wonderful. We're here with Nikki Gibson, everybody. Uh, she has a brand new company based in Edinburgh, Scotland, and it's called Swerf. S W U R F. And when we come back, we're going to take a break right now, Nikki. And when we come back, I want to know all about how the name Swerf came to be. So we're with Nikki Gibson, everybody. We'll be right back in just a minute. This episode of Seat Yourself is sponsored in part by the Edward Don and Company. Everything but the food for nearly a hundred years. And if you have not yet signed up for Tabletop Journal's bi-monthly newsletter, now would be a great time to do so. Go to tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. It's a quick and easy sign up and a great way to stay on top of all the important going-ons in the world of hospitality tabletop. That's tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. Now, back to our podcast. And welcome back, everybody. We're with Nikki Gibson. Nikki is the founder, entrepreneur, and basically the El Jefe of a company called Swerf. And Swerf is, I'm going to use the word, co-working company. It provides spaces for people, hosts for people to work and they're all within the hospitality industry. Nikki, you've got a great background in hospitality and event business. I love your background, but I love even more the name Swerf, S-W-U-R-F. Tell us about how that name came about and where, was that over a good glass of wine or uh, or something that that happened or how did we get this Swerf? Yeah, well, we, um, we knew when we started this um, concept that we wanted a really strong brand and a, a name that could become the thing itself so we were really keen on developing a verb and we we talked around lots of different obviously lots of different naming options but one thing that we kept coming back to and actually is a is a core value that we have is the flexibility and freedom that people have to work where they work best and so with that came movement and we developed the work surfing like moving freely from space to space and we put the two together and we made Swerf. I love it. I love it. Do you find, speaking of that, when you, when you say moving freely from space to space, do you find that your Swerfers, I love that, by the way, that you've got a, you're building a community of Swerfers. I can't wait for the t-shirts and, and all the bumper stickers and all that. But would you find that people do actually move from space to space or do they typically find one or two spots and sort of lock in? Well, it's a good question because I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And I think we don't know. It's still pretty early on. It is. And, and, you know, we wanted to keep the project really agile and not try and guess too much how SWERF was going to be used because we don't know. It's all very much an unknown. We know that people are remote working and it is a growing trend. But we don't know if they're going to be SWERFing once a week or if they're going to be SWERFing three times a week. So... And I think it'll be different for everybody. Everybody has different needs at different times. And that's really the key. It's being flexible and free to use it when they need it. Um, so I know one, you know, some days I wake up and I'm actually just getting my head in my laptop and I, that's me for the day. But other days I just need to get out and I need to get somewhere. And I might not need to, and I might not know that at the time until I have that feeling of anxiety and need space to just different atmosphere to absorb, different people to be surrounded by. And that's where Swerf would be useful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think all of us sometimes just need a change of scenery. 
sort of reboot or refresh the space or whatever you say. So I, I think that the idea of change of venues are it's helpful, uh, gives you a different perspective, and certainly different, meeting different people with, with disparate type businesses. I always found that in my co-working experience is that people who had businesses I never even dreamt would exist, they had much different perspectives than I do. And, and a lot of those, we said, I said it before, the aha moments. I, people would say something, I go, aha, that, that, that might work. That's a crazy idea, but it might work for me too. And so I, I learned a lot from the, my colleagues who, who I, again, would never have met in any other way. So from a Swerfer standpoint, I see huge benefits. But when he comes back to the host, tell me about the, the benefits to the host, because we have a lot of hotel, hotel people and venue people listening, I, I'm sure, particularly in the UK. And uh, what's in it for the host? Yeah, so for the hosts, at the, the very early stage, really, it's a route to market for them. This is a, a new and growing market. It's over 12 million in the UK alone will be working remotely at least two days a week. That's a lot of people. And at the moment, they don't know they can come and use those spaces, like a restaurant that's not in service between certain times or a, a hotel lobby. These have spaces that are readily available and should be utilized. So for them, it's a route to market to our surfers, our surfing community to encourage them to engage in their spaces. And once they cross over that threshold, they are their customer. They can then do what they do best is upsell, cross-sell, you know, promote their other services, whether that be a spa or the bedrooms or the private dining room. So it is an opportunity for customer acquisition as well. I mean, I just think it's great that if I'm a host and I do my job right, I, I, I follow your manifesto, which is great, and I'm, I'm friendly and I'm happy to see my swerfers and make them feel at home and all that. If I do that right, all, my, all those swerfers go out and they become ambassadors for my property and my brand they t because people talk. It's the best advertising you could ever get. And, and, and my guess is it's a lot cheaper than running ads in magazines or on television or radio or wherever they might promote their brand. It, it gives a unique and an authentic meaning that the Swerfer knows the inside, the real story behind these properties and what they're really like. Never mind this glossy ad stuff, but that's word of mouth advertising that is invaluable, I would suspect, to the host. Absolutely. It's a, it, you know, it's a modern... It's a modern day route to market. An app is something that is really accessible by everybody. It's in their pocket. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, as the generations come through as well, that's what people are looking at. They're looking to their devices to for inspiration. So it's, you know, it's a perfect opportunity. You mentioned the app a couple of times. Where do I find, if, I, if I'm a Swerfer or a host, where can I find the app? So at the moment, it's in the app store. Uh, we just launched last week, so we're just a week week in, and we are planning to launch the Android version at the end of the month, so end of May. A lot going on at Swerf. Mm, lots happening. I love it. Exciting, yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and you know what? It, it's like the baby's being born right before your very eyes. I love that. <laughs> I love that about entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs have to have a can-do attitude, and it sounds like you're doing exactly that right now. I want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship in general with you because 
Nikki, I have a quick question for you. You started in, in some very low-level positions and worked your way up in the hospitality and with starting in operations and moving over to sales. But you've also started at a very – you weren't a founder of Naked Events, but you got in in the early stages of that trajectory like we've spoken about. What is it about – this is an entrepreneurial question. What is it about small, very granular stage businesses that you find so attractive? I think everything. I'm a big problem solver. I love to get into the, the crux of something. And if you're starting at, at the kind of ground zero, then everything you do, you are in control of. And you can, like you say, you can see the baby being born. It's You can, you can experience the whole journey. And that's not always, you know, it's not always going to be a positive one that you're going to have your ups and downs, but it certainly is. It's really rewarding and satisfying to watch something that you have been committed and passionate to grow and develop. And we, def- we definitely seen that in Naked Events. It was, you know, we were, it was a tough couple of years, but to see the growth come through from all the hard work you put in and just the satisfaction of knowing that you've a sense of achievement, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, and, and whenever I speak before groups, I, I always, and, and we're talking about entrepreneurship and startups and things like that, I would say, listen, if if you've always worked for a ongoing company, multi-million dollar company, or even relatively small family-owned companies that have been around for a long time, there's already a predetermined culture. Yes, you can affect it a little bit or impact it a little bit, but it, it is you're getting on a moving train already versus a startup where the, where the train doesn't move at all unless you do something and, and, and start it. And that culture begins with you. Almost if, if, you're, if you've done startups, you get it. And if you haven't done startups, you kind of don't get it. You just get on this moving train and you just kind of do your role and your part. And, and there's, there's really pluses to both of those scenarios. But I actually like the excitement of a startup. It is risky as hell. You know that in spades. That's the stuff that you wake up at two in the morning worrying about things and where, what about that? And, and, and that's just something that people haven't done it it's hard to sort of identify with, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually my my previous roles, I've been lucky enough to be, so my role with Radisson, that was very much about culture. And I learned from a very early stage that I was empowered through that culture to make decisions and be brave and bold in, in those decisions that I made. So there was almost like an entrepreneurial spirit within organizations like that. So I have been quite lucky to from an early stage in my career to be exposed to that not many people are there you know there's a lot of especially the big corporations there is red tape and they do things certain ways because that's how you have to do things so freedom within an organization is a very rare thing that I've just been very lucky to have experienced I think now you appear to me to be a pretty young person. Okay, so I am. Am I talking to a serial entrepreneur? Are there going to be lots of more startups in Nikki's future? You think? Gosh, who knows? I'm. I'm just really focused on this. I. I've got. We've got a plan, um, and it's a big plan, big bold plan. But we are also positioned to be agile and react, and shape this to the way it needs to be shaped depending on the response from the the audience but yeah well you know we're aiming 
for an, a global network of surfers. So, I mean, that's going to take a lot of my time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thinking big. I love that. <laughs> that's what entrepreneurs do, though, by the way. And they change the world. And you're changing it starting in Edinburgh. I hope so. I feel like we are. Yes. Surfing revolution. There's got to be a song. I'm thinking of the Beach Boys singing Swerfing USA or something. Oh, we can change that up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that's great. I love it because actually, first of all, it, you really got a, uh, I think, a strong brand identity that in the making. And obviously the brand is changing probably daily or maybe even hourly for you. But I love it because it's uh, I can identify with it. It's great. You've put a lot of thought into this. But there's also benefits on both sides. And that's really good. And, and you're serving people. You're helping other people improve their lives. You're helping the, the host on one side create a revenue generation uh, piece, but also a, a brand messaging piece. And then you're also helping the swerfer live a better life because they don't have, they're not sitting on the edge of their bed with their laptop in their lap, literally in their lap, pecking away at keys while the dog barks and the baby cries and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Six months in with Swerf, uh, where does it go from here? So we are, yeah, so we've, we've launched in Edinburgh. This is our pilot city. So we really just have to prove the concept, which we are doing a good job of so far. Beta testing or whatever you call it. Yeah, so we, we've got 25 hosts on board already. We've got about 60 in the pipeline that we're talking to. We've already got 300 app downloads, which doesn't sound a lot, but we've only been launched a week. You've been around a week. You got 300. That's great. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. So we'll be rolling it, well, taking the feedback, analyzing the data, understanding how people have used it, and then building in the functionalities to make it really interactive and engaging platform to then roll out uh, UK and then beyond. By the way, the, the the website for Swerf is, I'm going to give it at the end of the podcast as well, but it is swerf, S-W-U-R-F dot co, dot co. I love that. That's different. That's different. <laughs> I love, I love differentiation. So there's lots of hospitality people out there listening to this conversation right now. How can they get involved with Swerf? If, if I'm a host out there and I find, how can I get involved? Just reach out to us. Um, you can check out the website. There's contact details on there. I'm open to conversation. So please reach out to myself. You can get me at hello at swerf.co and download the app. Check it out. See what you, you know, you think, use it. Now I don't want to. I don't want to uh, have a podcast with you. A great conversation, which we're having, without talking about this event you've got coming up later in the month, where you're going to be uh, on. I think a panel. Is it? Why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. So that's exciting, and I'm really honoured to be part of that. So it's an, an event organised by a, a social organisation in based out of Scotland called Flexibility Works, and they're doing some amazing work and research and support with organisations to support them transition into a flexible workplace, which benefits both the employees and the employers. So the event is is really just a conversation about what the hybrid workplace looks like and, you know, very much a hot topic at the moment. So it's, yeah, come check it out. It's the 27th of May, 11 a.m. Flexibility Works. Flexibility Works. And is it a uh, online event? It is. Yeah. It's an online event. Yeah. So you can grab a ticket and join the conversation. I love it. I love it. 
Okay. What is there anything else that you want to tell people about Swerf and how, why uh, why they should check it out and and uh, get involved in uh, in co working and, and and you know it really is a trend. And I, I think <clears throat> while everybody's been locked down right now, I don't think we're ever really going to go. I mean, when you hear about companies like Nike, which just announced there's going to be some partial working yeah. at home, and and you will hear about companies like Amazon that is saying they're, they're still trying to figure. But these these are companies that drive the the rest of the world absolutely you know so uh, tell us why if if i'm uh, if i'm sitting in my uh, my home office or my uh, living room or my den working today and i think i might want to do this two or three days a week tell me why swerf well, I think you're absolutely right. The big organizations are leading the way with this and, and really setting the trend. So Swerf really is a, a, an easy to use platform that will connect you to welcome spaces to work from. And that is co-working spaces as well as hospitality spaces. So they're, they're free spaces that you can use for an hour or for a day. So it's a really free and flexible platform to to get involved with from a host perspective it, it's a route to market so if you want to explore that then definitely check it out and get a listing on there i think swarfing is in all of our futures huh i hope so and i, and I love it Everybody, we're here with Nikki Gibson. She is an Edinburgh-based businesswoman and entrepreneur who started this cool, very cool, very sexy little company called Swerf. And you can find out more about Nikki and her company Swerf at Swerf, S-W-U-R-F dot co. And that's been great. Nikki, it's wonderful talking with you today. I wish you all the very, very best. Thank you. And everybody, please check out Nikki's site. It's awesome. It's starting in Edinburgh, and it's going to sweep the world. We're going to swerf the world. Start swerfing soon, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a good one. Thanks again, Nikki. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, please be sure to check out www.tabletopjournal.com.